It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our call for the end of our first week in this 30-day writing and self-publishing challenge that we're doing. I'm going to mute the call at this time, and then I'm going to get started in um, what should have happened last call, which was to get you all ready for this first week. But we have plenty of time. Uh, the first 14 days is what you want to allot for writing. So I'll get into that and get into what the timeline should look like or the way my timeline looks like at any rate. And then any of this can be tweaked to fit your particular book, your particular situation. And uh, we'll get into that in a moment. So let me mute this call. The conference is now in silent mode. Okay. So like I said, this call is our end of week one call because today is January 7th. And if we're doing 30 days, this will mark our first week, the end of our first week. So your writing in your timeline should cover the first 7 to 14 days of your month, of your 30 days. And the way I make sure that I can stick to that 14 days is that I look at the, the book that I want to create, how many chapters it is, and I chop it up. I chop it up to say, okay, I want to finish the first three chapters by Wednesday. You know, um, I believe last Friday was January 1st. So if I started writing that day, I would want to say that I want to have my first maybe three to four chapters complete by that following Wednesday, you know, if I'm doing a 10-chapter book. So the books that I'm working on right now are children's books. They're a bit easier to write. They're not as many words per chapter. They're probably about 450 words per chapter. It has an illustration to start the chapter off. And uh, the language is not complex. It's made for third grade. So writing children's books, writing children's books tends to be a lot easier than writing something for adults. Children from zero to, let's say, uh, seventh grade, uh, those, those books, the language is pretty simple. Um, some books have maybe one or two words per page and are mostly illustrations. So depending on the type of book that you want to write, that's largely going to decide how you're going to approach those first seven to ten days. 
Also, if you are writing a how-to or an instructional book or a manual or something of that sort, you don't have to make it so lengthy that you've got a 200-page book on your hands. Technical books, manuals, how-tos, most people want those books to be quick reads, so 90-minute reads, anything up to 100 pages. I would even say anything up to 80 pages. You know, it's a quick read. It will take you about an hour to get through it. Um, something that provides tips or helps you troubleshoot something. Those books are great because you can crank them out really quickly, really easy. They're easy to turn into a series. But so are children's books. It's easy to have a series of, let's say, three to ten children's books on a particular on particular subjects or particular topics. And that's what's going to help keep your writing within that seven to 14 days, that you're writing books and you're choosing topics that are going to be fairly easy for you to write, and they're not going to be so technical, uh, the language in it is not going to be so technical that writing this book is going to take you six months to finish. So every book, it doesn't mean that you can't have this book that's this great masterpiece work that you want it to put together, that's your magnum opus. It doesn't mean that you can't do that. It's just for a 30-day book, you want to make it a topic that is going to be picked up quickly, that's going to be re read and assessed quickly, you know, and it's going to be easy for people to review this book. You know, you want to keep those things in mind as you think about your topic. So even if you have a larger book in mind, it might be a good idea to come out with a series of several smaller books that talk about the steps that your book covers or ways that you can implement these steps or affirmation or inspiration surrounding these steps. These might be uh, ways that you can actually crank out these books on a monthly basis while you're working on a larger work and still create a series around that larger work as well. So those are some ideas for you. Since we're on that topic of types of books, let's talk about topics and niches and how you can find the, the ideas that will be best-selling, those best-selling ideas uh, that will ensure that your book can hit number one in its category, and hopefully number one on Amazon's bestseller rank. One of my favorite ways to find niches or particular topics that I know are already big and already best-selling is to check out what is best-selling under hardcover books. When you go to hardcover books on Amazon, the way you get there is by um, you know, where the search bar is, there's a area to the left of the search bar that when you hit it, it's a drop-down menu, and it gives you all these different categories for what to look for in Amazon. But you would scroll down to books, scroll down to books, and not Kindle books, but just actual books. And then on the left-hand side, there are little boxes that you can tick the little radio boxes on the left. You can choose hardcover books 
on that side, and you can choose bestsellers on those hardcover books. And looking through that list of best-selling books, you can actually look through and find books that are interesting to you that are already best-selling. If they're already best-selling, that means they already have an audience. There are already people looking for that conversation. There are already people looking for those techniques, for those recipes, for those activities or whatever it is. And you can find books on absolutely anything in that section. So that's going to be up to you to determine what topic or what niche you want to write about. So once you choose one of those topics, my suggestion is that you purchase other books in that topic. Let's say it's something you don't know anything about, but you have an interest in being able to create a book about it. You can definitely do that. It's called um, sorry when you when you pick a topic that you don't know a lot about and then you do your own research and you create your own experience. It's, it's providing an educated opinion. That's what it's called. This is your educated opinion about this topic and about your experiences in that topic. So this is more than doable for you. Even if you don't know anything about, let's say, the fast metabolism diet, it's not something you've ever tried, not something you've ever done, but you're interested in it. That's great. You get a few books about the fast metabolism diet, as an example. And then you read those books. You educate yourself. And then you look online and get more information. And you look at recipes. And then you assess for yourself how this diet will work in your life. You don't actually have to try it. Try the diet in order to provide your opinion on it. Um, or you could try the diet for 30 days and then provide your or write your book at the end of that 30 days after you've tried it, and you can actually include your results and anything else that occurred based upon your personal experience. You know, that's a great way to write a book about any topic, any topic at all, okay? Another way to find best-selling ideas is to go to um, Google, and by typing in certain keywords, maybe about an interest that you have, something that you've had to deal with and maybe you searched about. Recently, I had some technical issues with my MacBook Pro laptop. And my issues caused me to have to reinstall um, my operating system and take all these additional steps to get my laptop back up and running. Well, at this point, I feel like I'm an expert about how to handle this particular problem. So this is something I could actually create a really quick read, a quick book about, you know, how to recover your computer from the beach ball of death is what, you know, when your mouse starts to whirl around, it turns these different colors. Mac computers do that. I don't know if PCs do that. but the mouse will turn into this ball that's spinning that's multiple colors, and, and the Internet community calls it the beach ball of death because that means that it's your computer has slowed down and you don't know when you're going to get your connectivity back, which is, real, which is pretty bad. 
short, I could actually turn that issue and the steps that I took to resolve it into a 90-minute quick read. So Kindle and CreateSpace, they have a 24-page minimum for a book. So you could write a book that's 24 pages, which is just a technical uh, little handbook, little manual or how-to. It could be a storybook. It could be, it could be anything. I've seen some books published that are eight pages for certain types of readers. So maybe very small children, early childhood, you know, those are some ideas. So something like that, you could go to Google and do a search for things that people are interested in. And depending on how many searches that that particular um, or how many hits that search gets or how many searches Google presents for that particular thing, you'll be able to write a book about it and pretty much ensure you have an audience there. Um, so those are some ways, some of my favorite ways by looking through Amazon. Um, I would also look into um, Oprah's favorite things. Oprah's favorite things is really, really popular. And things that she highlights are all gaining widespread interest. You could choose any of the things under Oprah's favorite things and do the same educated opinion, educated research um, project. Make yourself educated about it by reading a few books, searching it online, using it yourself and they'll write a book about that. And you're sure to get a ready audience on Amazon for that. So those are a few ways that you can find some best-selling ideas. So moving on, let's talk about some software for writing. What kind of software do you use for writing your book? And that all depends on the type of book that you're going to write. Um, you can use MS Word. A lot of people use Microsoft Word to write their book especially if you don't expect it to have too many pictures in it. If you're not expecting it to have too many pictures, Microsoft Word or OpenOffice are great programs to use for that. Um, you could also choose to write a book using PowerPoint. You could start your book off as a series of PowerPoints. Let's say you've done a course or you created a PowerPoint presentation about a particular topic you could actually turn that into a book. You could turn that PowerPoint um, into a book. You, you can place your illustrations, you can place your text, and actually have that PowerPoint turned into a PDF and upload it to CreateSpace or Kindle. Um, so that is a, a great way to use PowerPoint to help you in the, the self-publishing process. Another program that many people use is called Scrivener. I don't personally have experience working with Scrivener, but um, based on what I've heard other authors say, you can actually save your file as a .mobi file, which is the type of file that Kindle uses for mobile devices. and 
this is important because there are many reviewers that will choose that file type over PDF or something else because it will give it additional functionality. It will give that document additional functionality um, that OpenOffice and MS Word might not provide or does not provide, such as if you want to make the background black instead of white and you're reading at night so it can help your eyes, you know, the, the writing itself will be white and the background, the background will be black so that it will be easier on your eyes for reading at night. You know, so uh, that's Scrivener. I don't personally have experience using Scrivener, but I do plan to use it at some point. So when I do, I plan to do a tutorial on that. Um, okay, so let's talk about templates. Templates for writing your book. CreateSpace has templates that are both formatted and unformatted. And what that means is that if you have a formatted template, it means that it's already broken up into chapters and into the sections. Um, you have your book title page, you have your copyright page, your table of contents page, preface, um, chapter pages, etc. But they're already set up in that document if it's formatted. If you're using a, um, if you're typing your book from scratch, the formatted book might be a great template for you to use because you're not doing any copying and pasting from a previous manuscript. You're just free writing into that document. So that way you could just fill in what's already there and you don't have to worry about breaking it up into other sections. Outside of the, the, Formatting being complete, the formatting as far as the pages, page formatting, it's already done. But the formatting for the book itself, like say if you want your book to be a six by nine size or five by eight, you can choose a formatted template that already has those dimensions, those book dimensions set. And then that will overcome any issues with you trying to do that from scratch yourself. Um, and both formats have that available. So both formatted and unformatted have the page dimensions and the dimensions for the manuscript set. And you get to choose which one you want. So there's like a whole list where you would choose, you know, what dimensions you want your book to be in. So as far as the unformatted book goes, the um, title page and the copyright page, the chapters, preface, acknowledgments, dedication, any of those pages, they're not predefined. Those pages are not predefined. So what that means is if you have a book manuscript that you've already published in the past and you want to revamp that book and remarket it, put it back out there and make sure it's formatted properly and and um, get it updated, create a Kindle version and a print version. You know, if that's something that you want to do, you would use the unformatted template for that because the unformatted template allows you to make your own pages, to dedicate your own, where your title page should be and your, 
copyright page. You can insert your calls to action in there without worrying about it causing any problems with your format, the existing format, and trying to fix something there if it goes wrong. So that's what you would use the unformatted version for. If you already have pre-designated chapters and pages in your book, you might want to use the unformatted template for that. So if you already have a book that you've published or self-published, not published because that requires
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.